Welcome to the Herbs with Rosalie podcast, a show exploring how herbs heal as medicine, as food, and through nature connection. I'm your host, Rosalie de la Forêt. I'm an herbalist teacher and the best-selling author of the books Alchemy of Herbs and Wild Remedies. I created this podcast to share trusted herbal wisdom so that you can get the best results when relying on herbs for your health. I love offering up practical knowledge to help you dive deeper into the world of medicinal plants and seasonal living. My goal is that you'll walk away from each episode feeling inspired to start working with herbs in your everyday life. Each episode of the podcast is available on my Herbs with Rosalie YouTube channel, as well as your favorite podcast app. Transcripts and recipes for each episode can be found at herbswithrosaliepodcast.com. To get the latest news as well as fun bonuses, be sure to sign up for my weekly herbal newsletter. Okay, grab your cup of tea. Let's dive in. There are so many rosehip benefits. Of course, rosehips are famous for their vitamin C content, but rosehips benefits go way beyond that. I especially love them for chronic inflammation. Stick around because later in this video, I'll show you how to make rosehip tea for the most benefits. Shining like red jewels as they decorate a thorny briar, rosehip benefits are spread to the world around them. Birds, mammals, and insects alike feast on their tart pulp, filling their bellies with bountiful nutrients. In return, through an ancient act of reciprocity, those same foragers spread road seeds far and wide. Many species of wild roses are commonly found growing throughout the Northern Hemisphere. Rosehips are famous for their vitamin C content, with good reason, but rosehips benefits go beyond a simple vitamin. These tart fruits are filled with lots of nutrients with many healing abilities. Do you have experience with rosehip benefits? I'd love to hear about it in the comments on YouTube or on the official podcast page, herbswithrosaliepodcast.com. Your comments mean a lot to me. I love cultivating a community of kind-hearted, plant-loving folks. Plus, it's always interesting and insightful to hear the experiences of plant lovers out there. Your suggestion may also help others. Okay, let's dive in and begin where I always like to start. Rose Hips Energetics. Rose hips vary widely in flavor, color, size, and the only way to assess your local hips is by taste. So go ahead and nibble a few, but be careful to avoid the inner seeds and the irritating hairs. Is your rose hip plump and fleshy? Is it tight and dry? Is it sweet and tart, but bitter, bland? With regular tastings, you'll soon find your favorite patch. And if you need help with rose hips identification, then hang in there. I've got you covered later in this video. I also share whether or not you can use rose hips from all rose bushes. Energetically, rose hips tend to be both cooling and moistening. The fruit or hip of the rose is both astringent and demulcent as it contains both tannins and pectins. Herbalists rely on rose hips to tighten and tone tissues as well as soothe and protect tissues. If you're new to the world of herbal energetics and understanding the importance of an herb being warming, cooling, drying, or moistening, then check out my first book, Alchemy of Herbs. This book is all about how to choose the best herb for you based on herbal energetics. 
It also includes some of my favorite rose hips recipes like rose hip cranberry compote and a simple breakfast dish, dried rose hips and muesli. Rose hips are nutrient dense. Rose hips are famously high in vitamin C. When fresh off the bush, they often have more vitamin C per weight than an orange. Vitamin C is a delicate thing though, and it begins to wane quickly after picking, and then it's further degraded by drying and by heat. The best way to ensure that you're getting lots of vitamin C is to eat a variety of fresh fruits and vegetables just after they've been harvested. But even when dried or heated, rest assured that some vitamin C still remains in those rose hips. Contrary to popular belief, a decreased amount of vitamin C doesn't make dried or heated rose hips useless. Dried or heated rose hips are still rich with nutrients and bioflavonoids with many health benefits. In addition to vitamin C, rose hips are high in phytochemicals, as well as many vitamins and minerals, including calcium, magnesium, potassium, beta-carotene, quercetine, tocopherols, and lycopene. To date, at least 129 chemical compounds have been isolated and identified from rose hips, including flavonoids, tannins, anthocyanins, phenolic compounds, fatty oils, organic acids, and inorganic compounds. All of these add up to a complex and rich source of phytonutrients with multiple benefits for your health. Rose hips for reducing chronic inflammation. Rose hips are a powerful medicine for decreasing chronic inflammation. This is especially beneficial for your heart health and for decreasing arthritic pain. When taken daily in food-like amounts, like 40 grams a day, rose hip powder has been shown to improve blood pressure and plasma cholesterol, thus reducing cardiovascular risk factors. With their bioflavonoids and other antioxidants, roses are wonderful for modulating inflammation. This can be especially helpful when there's pain associated with inflammation. Studies have shown that regularly eating rose hips can decrease the pain and inflammation associated with both osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis. One review of the literature stated that because of rose hips, analgesic, anti-arthritic, anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, and bone-preserving activities, the Rosa genus is a treasure waiting for further exploration by researchers interested in the development of safe and effective anti-arthritic agents. Luckily, as herb lovers, we don't have to wait for more research. We can fully enjoy them now. Rose hip benefits for the skin. Rose hips, just like rose petals, offer many benefits for the skin. And by the way, if you haven't already watched or listened to it, I have an entire episode just on rose petals. I've also done some great interviews with other herbalists about roses that you can check out. Visit herbswithrosaliepodcast.com to check out past episodes. Okay, back to rose hips for the skin. There's a couple of interesting ways to work with rose hips to improve skin health. One is topically. Many local and online herbal apothecaries sell rosehip seed oil. This is a commercially made product that comes from expressing rosehip seeds. The result is a rich and nourishing oil that can be used on its own or added to other homemade herbal facial products like creams and body butters. 
regularly eating rose hips has also been shown to improve skin health. Again, it's all those fabulous phytonutrients that are working from within to bring better health. A 2015 randomized double-blind clinical trial looked at the effectiveness of rosehip powder on facial elasticity, especially through aging. Half the people in the trial used rosehip powder and the other half used isolated beta-carotene. The researchers concluded that those taking the rose hips had significant benefits in reduction of crow's feet, skin moisture, and skin elasticity. They wrote, the apparent stabilizing effects of the rosehip product on cell membranes of stored red blood cells observed in this study may contribute to improve the cell longevity and obstructing skin aging. To be clear, I think wrinkles are beautiful and a natural part of aging gracefully. I also think it's a good idea to protect and nourish our skin as we age and rose hips can be one way to do that. How to identify rose hips. There are many different species of wild roses in North America, each with a unique take on the characteristic rose growing pattern. What follows is a general description of wild roses. Your own local species may vary. Wild roses typically grow as a shrub in dense thickets that may reach three meters in height. Roses reproduce both by seed and by sending out suckers from the roots. All wild rose flowers have five petals and numerous stamens. The flowers are commonly a shade of pink or less commonly white. The deciduous leaves are oddly pinnately compound with a varying number of leaflets. The most common being three or five or seven leaflets. The leaves grow alternately up the stem. Wild roses have varying numbers of thorns, what botanists call prickles, that grow along the stem and sometimes along the leaf ribs. So what are rose hips? Well, a pollinated flower will slowly develop into a green fruit that gradually turns to yellow, orange, or red when ripe. Depending on the species and the time of year they are harvested, rose hips can have varying degrees of palatability, ranging from bitter or sour or bland or sweet. Inside those fleshy fruits are many seeds covered in tiny hairs. The seeds are not edible and need to be removed before eating. If the seeds and hairs are not removed, as in some rose hips that are dried for tea, then the tea should be carefully strained to avoid that irritation from the hairs. Are all roses the same? I strongly prefer to work with wild roses for rose hips medicinal benefits. If you don't have wild roses growing near you, you can buy rose hips from local or online herbal apothecaries. You can see the show notes for my recommended companies. Of course, you can also grow your own. Many people wonder if the garden roses they've been growing in their yard can be used similarly to wild roses. The answer, unfortunately, is it's complicated. Roses that have been hybridized to produce many petaled flowers of all colors have often lost their scent and medicinal properties, but not all of them. A 2016 study looked at various ornamental rose varieties and found that many were indeed high in nutrients, but that they varied widely in those nutrients. If your garden roses haven't been sprayed, you can taste the rose hips and see what you think. Are they tart and vibrant tasting? 
If so, they probably have some good medicinal value. Sometimes garden roses don't even produce hips, so it really depends on what you're growing. If you'd like to grow roses that produce medicinal rose hips and petals, then consider growing a native rose bush or look for apothecary rose bushes. When to harvest for the best rose hip benefits. Rose hips are ruby jewels of medicine being offered up abundantly to us each fall. They're a nice trailside nibble, but you want to avoid those seeds and irritating hairs beneath the fleshy surface. To make removing the seeds easier, fresh rose hips can be frozen and then cut open to remove the seeds. The fresh pulp can then be used in cooking, infused into honey, or dried for later use. Rose hips can also be dried whole and used whenever you're making a preparation that will be strained to remove all those irritating hairs and seeds. Rose hip syrup and rose hip vinegar are delicious examples. Here are some things to consider when harvesting your own rose hips. Have you positively identified the plant? Is it locally abundant? Regionally abundant? How will your harvest impact other creatures? Who else eats these rose hips? Is the upcoming winter expected to be a hard one? Is the area you're harvesting from safe from contaminants? Has it been sprayed? In what ways can you reciprocate your harvest? Plant more roses, share your love of roses with others. And then of course, how does your particular briar of rose hips taste? The taste really can vary from sour to bitter to bland and sweet. So it's good to pay attention to that. Taste can also change from species to species or even from bush to bush. So you always wanna be tasting them. How will you prepare the rose hips? Are you gonna leave them whole? or do you need to separate the flesh from the seeds? And if it is the latter, do you have the patience and the time to do that? If you'd like to learn more about how to ethically harvest your own wild herbs and foods, then you'll love our second book, Wild Remedies, How to Forage Healing Foods and Craft Your Own Herbal Medicine, which I co-authored with Emily Hahn. This book is perfect for you if you want to learn more about the plants growing around you. Included in each herbal chapter is safety information, sustainable harvest instructions, and lots of fun and easy recipes. How to make rose hips tea for the most benefits. There are so many ways to enjoy rose hips benefits. One of the simplest ways is to make a tea. But here's the thing. If you simply steep dried rose hips in hot water for five minutes, you aren't gonna get a lot of rose hip benefits. That's because the hot water doesn't extract the rose hips very well, especially with just a few minutes of steeping time. Instead, when making a tea, it's better to simmer the rose hips. In herbal medicine making terms, we call this a decoction. Here's how to make this. For the ingredients, you'll need either one tablespoon of de-seeded rose hips or a quarter cup of whole rose hips. Note that there's just no reason that you should go through the process of de-seeding your rose hips. Whole is fine. Then 10 ounces of water and then honey or another desired sweetener to taste if you'd like. You place the rose hips and water into a small saucepan, bring to a boil, then reduce to a simmer for 10 minutes. You can leave this uncovered while it simmers. After 10 minutes, strain off the rose hips, add desired sweetener if you'd like, and then drink while warm or cool as desired. 
If you've never compared a simple tea of rose hips to this decoction method, then I recommend it. Try both of them and see what you think in terms of strength and taste. Knowing how to make powerful healing teas that taste good is a foundational art of herbalism. Check out the show notes to see my online course, The Healing Power of Teas, that shows you how to make strong herbal teas that taste good. If you'd like a free printable recipe card of this rose hips tea recipe, then visit the link in the video description. You can also pick up a copy of our book, Wild Remedies, to get more insights and recipes for rose hips and many other plants. Here's your rose hips fun fact. Rose hips have been eaten and used as medicine and food by many people throughout the world, including Native Americans, Europeans, and Asians. In the United Kingdom during World War II, fresh fruits and vegetables were scarce in the winter months, and the health department recommended that people supplement with rosehip syrup. Women and children harvested hundreds of tons of rosehips. This bounty was then boiled down into a vitamin syrup, notably high in vitamin C. Newspapers all over the country regularly boasted how big their local harvest was. The campaign was so successful that the British even sent syrup to neighboring countries. One newspaper article published in 1945 said that more than 1,000 gallons of rosehip syrup went to Polish children who had been living in a war camp in France. Hey, thanks again for spending your valuable time with me today. I hope you found today's episode helpful. And if you're a new listener, thanks for checking out the show and don't forget that you can find all the recipes, links, and show notes over at herbswithrosaliepodcast.com. While you're there, you can subscribe and get updates when new episodes release, and even submit your requests for future podcast episodes. The world needs more people who are connected to the earth and the healing gifts of plants. I'm so glad that you're here for this adventure. Thanks for listening. Thank you to Rising Appalachia for the use of their beautiful song, Resilience. Listen to more from Rising Appalachia at risingappalachia.com.